You've got to find what you love. And that is as true for work as it is for your lovers. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. And like any great relationship, it just gets better and better as the years roll on. So keep looking. Don't settle. In June 12, 2005, Steve Jobs gave this advice to the graduating batch of Stanford. In YouTube, his unofficial commencement speech video gathered over 3.5 million views. This mantra has been chanted since then by youths all over the world. Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of The Awkward Adult and as decided, today I'll be talking about why follow your passion may not always be a good advice to give to people. Hit the intro music. Diving in. If you have ever read about the early life of Steve Jobs, you would know that six months into joining college, he could not see the value in it. He had no idea what he wanted to do with his life and no idea how college was going to help him figure it out. All he knew was the fact that he was spending the money his parents have saved their entire life by paying the fees. I don't know if you can relate much to it, but this reminds me of my days back in college when I was in first year. I was bored, available and ambitious, which as Cal Newport puts it, is a dangerous combination. I started exploring, but nothing seemed to be the one for me. When I graduated from my college, majority of my batchmates did end up taking IT job. Few took up research as a career, two to three started their own startup, and there was just one guy who took up dance as a career. From time to time, I kept on asking myself, am I happy or am I supposed to be sad? And to tell the truth, I don't know. Some days are good, some days are bad. But sometimes I do feel like I'm not having an impact. Or I don't see myself in the bigger picture. Okay, I hear some passion heads whispering. That's because you don't have a passion. Okay, passion heads, maybe. But what if there is no that one work waiting for me? I mean, there are so many fields. I could just never find my passion. Here is a proposition, proposition though. What if I told you since you do not have a passion and well, the odds of finding one doesn't look good. What if we built a passion? Sounds good? No? Okay, let's now hear what Steve Jobs did after he dropped out of college. And much of what I stumbled into by following my curiosity and intuition turned out to be priceless later on. Let me give you one example. Reed College at that time offered perhaps the best calligraphy instruction in the country. Throughout the campus, every poster, every label on every drawer was beautifully hand calligraphed. Because I had dropped out and didn't have to take the normal classes, I decided to take a calligraphy class to learn how to do this. I learned about serif and sans serif typefaces, about varying the amount of space between different letter combinations, about what makes great typography great. It was beautiful, historical, artistically subtle in a way that science can't capture. And I found it fascinating. None of this had even a hope of any practical application in my life. 
But 10 years later, when we were designing the first Macintosh computer, it all came back to me. And we designed it all into the Mac. It was the first computer with beautiful typography. If I had never dropped in on that single course in college, the Mac would have never had multiple typefaces or proportionally spaced fonts. And since Windows just copied the Mac, it's likely that no personal computer would have them. Okay, now in this audio clip, I will like you to note one point. When Jobs dropped out of college, he was just as conflicted young soul like you and me. He took up calligraphy out of interest and remembered that this was not in any wild way related to making computers as of now. So you see, Jobs was ne not really passionate about technology or electronics when he started off. When he saw the potential of model kit computers that could be assembled at home, he started manufacturing fully assembled computers. Not because he was passionate about electronics, he started it because it looked like an opportunity to make larger amount of money. Nevertheless, he eventually grew passionate about his work. Cal Newport in his book, So Good They Can't Ignore You, puts the terminology passion hypothesis as the key to occupational happiness is to first figure out what you are passionate about and then find a job that matches the passion. Through some examples of real life successful people and otherwise, he helped me understand how passion, like love, is not something that is found, but instead it is something that is built over time. The core of passion hypothesis is the assumption that we have a pre-existing passion waiting to be discovered. Uh, wait, wait, uh, um, doesn't that sound like finding a soulmate? Uh-huh, it does. After having reading and thinking about it a bit, I realized that passion can be of two types, hobby style passion and career passion. Hobby style passions are interests that you take up as hobby, such as sports and art, for instance, skiing, swimming, reading and other. Career passions are passions which are easy to follow, which are common, for instance, doctor, engineer, researcher. If you have a career passion, well, good for you. Maybe you will get good amount of money and flourish at the same time and the probability that your parents will be proud of you is more. But what if you have a hobby style passion? How can we follow our passion if we don't have any relevant passion to follow? I find it really amusing that finding a job to align with your passion sounds so like finding the love of your life. I wish there was an app to find passion instantaneously. Passion takes time. Passion is just an intense emotion, like love for a person, and passion develops over time. That's exactly what was found by Amy Renisky through a career study about how people think about their work. Amy Renisky, an organizational behavior professor at Yale University, explored the distinction between a job, a career, and a calling. A job is a way to pay bill, a career is a path towards increasing better work, and a calling is work that's important part of your life and a vital part of your identity. Through surveys conducted by her from a variety of occupations from doctor to computer programmers to clerical workers, Amy came to the following conclusions. Most people strongly identified their work with any one of these three categories, job, career and calling. The chances of people calling their work as calling was the number of years spent on job, implying the more experience one had, the more likely he or she was to love the work. So in Renesky's research, the happiest, the most passionate employee are not those who followed their passion into a position, but instead those who have been long enough to become good at what they do. This explanation contradicts the passion hypothesis, which emphasizes the immediate happiness comes from matching job to a true passion. So what do we do? If the key to happiness is not passion, what is it then? Passion is a side effect of mastery. 
what drives you to jump off your bed early in the morning and keeps you excited in your work and let you not sleep at night motivation inspiration to keep hustling let's just focus on that hustling is the key to success right so let's just concentrate on how to keep us motivated daniel pink in his popular ted talk on the surprising science of motivation talks about self determination theory which tells us that motivation in workplace or elsewhere requires that you fulfill three basic psychological needs described as nutrients required to feel intrinsically motivated for your work autonomy the feeling that you have control over your day and the actions are important competence the feeling that you are good at what you do and relatedness the feeling of connection now competence and autonomy generates enjoyment but it takes time to develop them they are achievable by most people in a wide variety of job assuming they are willing to put in hard works required for mastery this message is definitely not as appeasing as follow your passion and you will immediately be happy this message is totally opposite to what we are hardwired to do according to simon sink we millennium grew in a world of instant gratification want to buy something you order it online it arrives the next day tv show binge watch netflix date or love tinder everything you want is available instantaneously but there is no app for job satisfaction and strength of relationships they are slow meandering and uncomfortable process many of us therefore quit well it's good and fine to quit if you have it worked out like if you have a startup to work on but you know the problem arises when you are lost and you are leaving the job thinking you will follow the road of passion that isn't really worked out for you i will not deny the fact that following your passion works out for many but the problem arises for those small groups of people who fail to find it it leads to frequent job hopping and crippling self doubt i know how it feels now the real question is without the passion hypothesis to guide us what should we do instead i guess we will find the answer next week and guys some of you told me you love the background intro and outro music well thanks they are by a very famous music composer who shall remain unnamed they shall never find it hoo ha 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 let's hear the outro music badum dadum 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 badum dadum 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 badum 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 dadum dadum